This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This week, once again, Midflight Brawl is brought to us by Heaps Normal, our legendary mates. Heaps Normal, independent, bloody non-alcoholic, delicious beer. Get one in you. Get 48 in you. Who cares? There's no booze, is there, Heggy? So, Oh, <laughs> do what you like. I went to a parent-teacher meeting, cracked one, <laughs> spat a bit through my teeth. The um, second one I cracked, I just blew a burp into the teacher's face. They said, what are you doing? I said, whatever the fuck I want. No alcohol in it. Shut up. I've been drinking them at work. Just get in there, 5.15 in the morning, crack one open. Yeah, pretty good. No one can stop me. Any situation, you can have one. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully my wife gives birth over the next couple of weeks and um, as she's in labour, I'll just be able to give her one. So hey, rehydrate. This won't harm the baby. They do go well with a cigar from what I've uh, <laughs> been researching. Pretty good. Out in the corridor, cigars, heaps normals. I don't know if we're cigar types, maybe more of rollies and cheap tobacco and a heaps normal. <laughs> <laughs> Cigar's just a poorly rolled rolly, really. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty hands. Use a bit of the front of the best bet form guide as a as a uh that brown, is it? Huh? No, you just is need a bit brown? of cardboard for the filter at the end there. Anyway, don't talk oh, yeah. about darts. <laughs> darts will hurt people. Heaps normal <laughs> won't fucking get them in ya. Heapsnormal.com, use duty free at checkout. Uh, for free shipping around Australia. And thanks to everybody that have, have bought them so far. We really appreciate it. They're helping keep the lights on. Oh, man, got some feedback. Had a naysayer who's uh, turned around. Very happy with his purchase. Yeah, I got one of those as well. Somebody saying they didn't believe us when we said a tasty non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. But I don't, I don't fucking tell fibs like that. I told you <laughs> last year, having one at bloody Good Chat, I thought they'd broken my streak of non-drinking. You're many things, but you're not a liar. See, I only do ads for things I like, Heggy like beer, uh, gambling. You know what I won't do? Elder Scrolls Online. People can look that up. <laughs> you got the nerve to call me fucking everything must go, Cody. But here you are dressed as a fucking elf or something next to Sophie Bunk. <laughs> I was a thief. Thank you very much. Anyway. Well, fair enough. Dragging. I can see why they picked you. Heapsnormal.com. Use duty free at checkout for free shipping around Australia. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight board from the Gulf Coast. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the <laughs> I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! 
Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Man, I'm great. I'm in my I'm in uh, my office here, office slash studio. I've got myself a new desk. Yeah, what's happened to the man cave? You changed uh, aspects. I can't see pictures of fucking boxes and, and um, you know, Tony Montana and shit behind you and the bookcase in the garage. Well, that's the thing. There's still the bookcase over there, but I've got the desk, the new desk against another wall. And believe me, the floor is covered in shit. This is why, instead of cleaning up, I just bought a sit-stand desk. So now I can just, there's no room for a chair because there's so much shit on the floor. So I just go, eh, just put it up. Are you standing up now? Man, I'm standing. All right. It's 2021. How modern. I'm standing up. Yeah, good for you. I've never really liked that in offices. You walk in and see pricks standing up, see some beanbags around the place, ping pong table. Not my thing. Get in your fucking cubicle, do some work silently, <laughs> get the job done. Shut up. Not a fan of a sit-stand desk? No, I'm not. It go, well, on its own. Fine, but it's an indicator of other shit going on, like cool guys in the boardroom and fucking oh. ping pong and, you know, just bullshit. No, Hacky sack at lunchtime. Shouldn't be in a boardroom. Like no legitimate uh, like contracts or anything should ever be on a sit-stand desk. That's for no, you're no. in a boardroom. I'm not saying the sit-stand. It's just boardroom antics and cool guys and, and you know, jokers not having it. I'd love that. Uh, like a long boardroom table that you see in movies, but it's in different sections and some people are standing, some people are sitting down. Just break it up. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. No, I'm standing otherwise because, man, fucking Brecky Radio, my two co-hosts sit, I'd I'd fall asleep. It's too fucking early in the morning. It's too close. I should be in bed when I'm in there. You stand up the whole time, don't you? Whole time. Didn't your fucking osteopath and chiropractor and, and naturopath all have a meeting and tell you to do that? <laughs> Now the fit, the physio told me don't do it. Don't stand up. He said don't stand up for so because I hurt my Achilles and my knee playing touch rugby like a dumb middle aged cunt. And uh, is that still going on? That was ages ago. Well, no, because he gave me some exercises to do, and I scrunched them up, threw them in the bin, kept doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do, and my knee healed itself. You throw them in his bin? <laughs> yeah, just in front of him. That would have <laughs> been good. Needles. I tore off. it. I turned it in <laughs> paper airplane, and I just fucking pegged it back at him. Yeah. I said, shut up. <laughs> I'm paying you. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> um, you've had a bit of bike troubles, mate. Yeah, well, the I got the bike chain replaced a few weeks ago oh. and uh, it's been cracking and it's stretched again and just broke. And uh, it turns out, I don't know why the physio is worried about my legs, my legs too strong for a normal chain. So they've had to put some fucking extra chain on there. What do you mean? The old quads have been busting them up. You've got two chains on your bike now. No, 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 just a stronger chain. You just put a basic chain on there last time. I reckon you've got to learn how to ride. Fuck no. Well, that's something wrong there. You're doing something wrong. You've seen the torque, the torque that this fucking rig produces on a pushy. I've seen the deadlifts, the small amount of hills in Melbourne. You never yeah. need to get out of the saddle. No, I get out of the saddle. You're saying that's the issue. I've been standing up and pedaling. Yeah, right. Ah, in the RMs as well. Yeah. No, not in the fucking RMs. <laughs> I've seen you riding a bike in R.M. Williams' shoes. I have done it before. They're not designed for that. Nah. All sorts of health problems there, mate. You know who's unhappy? You know who the most unhappy people in modern society are? Yeah. Uh, bike shop owners. How's your one? Yeah, well. Like you find a good one, you've got to stick with them because there's some grumpy pricks out there operating bike shops. He's a little bit grumpy, but he is yet to match my, I've brought this in three times over the last six weeks. I don't care how grumpy you are, cunt. 
I'm one up in you today. Yeah. My hands are covered in fucking grease and they are soft. <laughs> These are not hands that are meant to be covered in grease. These are soft talky boy hands. All right. Yeah. Really writing poetry with them, not fixing chains. Almost got run over by a bus when the chain came off this time. That was a bit of fun. Oh, did you nearly fall off? I know, taken on a bus up a hill and it just went pop. And then I thought, whoop, I better just throw this to the side. Almost have a mini stack. Stranded in the fast lane, flailing. Fucking annoying. No hazard lights on the bike. I don't know how people, that, that Scottish comedy promoter just rode across Australia. I Yeah. I would, something would go wrong and I'd fucking crack the shits and break the bike. You'd find me not far out of Perth, I reckon, if I, that's where I left from. I think if you're going to ride across the Nullarbor, you've got to have some basic bike maintenance knowledge. No. I don't think you would have set off without an extra couple of handful of bolts and nuts. I think I'd go a longer way to make sure there were bike shops along the route. That's the only way I'm doing it. Oh, all the way around? Yeah. Go around the top. Heaps <laughs> of bike shops in the NT. <laughs> They're just shoving grass into your, into your tubeless tyres up there. Spin effects, a bit of bush mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to, mate? I see the tide has turned. you got yourself a few more COVID cases up there. Yeah, Victoria's chucking donuts around the place and here you are, new sick whales. I've never gotten my nails done at Westfield Bondi, so I'm all right. <laughs> As it stands, I'm all right to travel still. I don't know. It might change tomorrow. I'm supposed to be going on another trip. Just, but I've been riding the lightning. It's been pretty good mm. going around the joint, but uh, about to leave NSW, the great state. can always get back in here, though, so it's fine. You'll never get a message from New South Wales government anyway because you never have to scan a QR code to just do a midnight run where you throw eggs at your enemy's cars. So there's nah. no way of them tracking you. If anything, you leave your phone at home for those. <laughs> I think that's, that's the downfall of many a modern murderer. <laughs> the phone. Can't help but have their phone in their pocket. Yeah. Silly idea. Silly. Get prepared. Dig the whole days in advance. Leave your phone at home. Basic stuff, fellas. Sort it out. Yeah, doing laps around the shallow grave to try and get to 10,000 steps. It'll get you every time. (laughs) 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 All right, man. We're going to have to get stuck in here. We're we're into, uh, I don't know what episode we're at. 67. 67 now. Yeah. They said we'd never make it. But uh, we did, and a pretty special, special coming up. I'm looking forward to this. I'm very excited. The tables have turned, and your friend, Nicholas Jeffrey with a J, Cody, has been doing some study himself. <laughs> but that's a couple of weeks away. Right now, episode 67, let's do it. All right. So this episode, right, I've been looking forward to this for some time, and probably the next one and the one after and many more to come. <laughs> uh, we're celebrating those brave heroes who get us to where we need to go. A lot of them have a God complex, but um, pilots, of course, and some of them just lose their fucking minds. <laughs> and they're pilots are people who their competence is a given generally after all that training. All, all we really need them to be is not suicidal. Um, the instruments and navigation systems do most of the work. I saw one recently in the cockpit. I was, I was getting on board, right? And he had, a, he had a stupid haircut. Yeah. And I don't know why it mattered, but it did. Like you, you know, you can whack on a on a collared shirt with epaulettes. You're still a servant, though, aren't you? Yeah, they do have a. Um, it's not quite a third world country military leader uniform, but it's getting pretty close. Yeah, it's it's silly. A lot of uh, what are they called? Little pieces and yeah, I sort of like it. It's Halloween. It looked outdated. It's sort of Halloween stuff. It's a bit strippery. <laughs> like they're cheap. You can tell by looking at the material. I don't touch pilots, but you can tell. 
not a lot of natural fibers in their shirts and stuff. Oh, They're all fuck starchy. No. You'd think just give them just give them good quality shirts. Well, they should be in track suits, really. It's long flights. Some probably are. I haven't been on Tiger in a while. It's all gone. <laughs> well, they're very sort of innocuous and polite as a general rule. I, I listen to a bunch of pilots fighting with ATC, hoping to find something juicy, but it's all just too polite. It's like golfers having a fight. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, it's, there's no fighting. It's mad. The worst you'll ever hear is, can I have your ID to put on report, please? It's, um, there is one exchange from Delta Airlines 2422 Atlanta to Charlotte, and this is as bad as it gets. Yeah, this is them really fired up. Delta 2422 is supposed to be on mic. Yes, sir, we're going out there right now. Looks like you joined Lima. Hey, you know what? We'll taxi out there any way we want, but you tell us to. I don't like your attitude. I don't have an attitude, sir. I'm just saying it looks like you joined Lima instead of Mike. And I'm just trying to correct you before it, you stay on Lima. Okay, because, my God, there's another plane out there. It's like six miles away. Your attitude is really something, sir. We're out here on Mike. Good morning. Good morning. There was no attitude. I was just trying to correct you. That's my job, to correct you if you mess up. I'm trying to make sure everybody's done what I asked them to do for certain reasons. All right, I make a mistake every two to three minutes, but uh, my attitude is not like yours. We're out on Mike, and you didn't tell us how to get there, so next time you can try doing that. Settle down, Captain Happy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's it. At the end, was that somebody else jumping in? Yeah, someone on the channel just so, jumping in. Settle down, Captain Happy. Settle down, Captain Happy. Yeah, it's great. I imagine that's how you get your entertainment. It's not exactly like a state of origin shouting match at one another. Absolutely not. It's not I'll meet you at the bottom of that stupid tower thing and bash you when I get back to, to Atlanta, buddy. It's not a Conor McGregor press conference. It is still fairly tame. And again, so it should be. I like that they're nice and relaxed. Yeah. Bit disingenuous, the good morning, sir, business when you clearly hate someone. <laughs> I know they've been recorded. You can listen to live ATC on the internet. Like, imagine the caliber of man listening to that in the background. So, like those contributors to society who have a police scanner and then they turn up at stuff like accidents and the fires that they started. <laughs> yeah, but at least with a police scanner, you can. If you wanted to commit a crime, you use that to keep a lookout, you know, or if you're going to speed or if you're going to do something, you could at least use it for some sort of gain. People that listen to the ATC chat, they're not hopping in a small aircraft and no. they go, no, nah, it's all right, skies are clear. <laughs> I've been listening in no. at the airport. We're good to go. Like they're using it for nothing. Yeah. It's almost as mental as your mate, Carl Chandler, who's a comedian down in Melbourne, little dum-dum club. Your mate. He uh he watches the webcams on Koh Samui. What? Because he misses Thailand so much. What do you mean? For big waves? No, no, no. Not, not the surf cam. Just street cams. There's different different islands have different these just webcams up throughout the town and you can tune in. What's he looking for? He just misses the place. He's like, oh, I remember His that. His children. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? Can't go there that much by yourself, Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh. I can't wait to travel again. Get me that vaccine. Oh, yeah. I probably had blood clots already. I'm not blaming that. Yeah, you wouldn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Need to thicken it up a bit. Um, A lot of, yeah, we're looking into pilots, aren't they? Just, there are a lot of little incidents. Nothing to, well, there's a few juicy ones, but some. Um, one such one, this year, in fact, fairly hot off the press, Feb 20, 
2021, Donghai Airlines in China. Uh, it was Nantong to Xi'an, DZ6297. Only two hours and 30 minutes this flight, so not traditionally long enough for the run-of-the-mill anger to set in. But um, Donghai Airlines, I'd never heard of it, but uh, 23 planes, 32 routes, including Darwin to Shenzhen. So Classic. Oh. The classic route. That's pretty much the Sydney to Singapore. Yeah, Darwin, Shenzhen. The Darwin to Shenzhen. <laughs> oh, it's, it seems to have attracted a special kind of TripAdvisor contributor. There are um, quite a few delays and cancellations on Donghai, Darwin to Shenzhen, as can be the case when you're trying to fly internationally for about 50 bucks a pop. Um, I reckon it's easier to get people from Shenzhen to Darwin than it is to get people from the Northern Territory to go to China. A lot of people in Northern Territory wouldn't even have passports. Not allowed if you're a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> They're already on the run. They don't want to go any further. One of them did, and uh, her name's Joan from Darwin. Oh. And uh, she reckons Donghai is, all caps, two exclamation marks, bloody hopeless. Booking was a nightmare. Joan suggests we all give it a miss. Oh, yeah? She gave up and went to Thailand instead. Wow. The modern classic Australian resignation, fuck this star, we're going to Thailand. <laughs> that gets said quite a lot. Just treating the world as if it's a fucking movie theatre. Yeah. Oh, well, that one's awful. Let's go to this one. Yeah. Amazing. I thought that's a pretty big decision. Oh, by the way, Donghai Airlines. So I just looked it up. I wanted to see how hard it is to use a computer. It doesn't doesn't look like a great website. No. But Donghai Airlines slash Han Air. Han Air, as in Han Ice. Yeah. I was wondering what they'd, they've clearly pivoted. <laughs> Oh, that pivoted. Donghai Airlines, that's owned by Bill Wong Cho Bao, a Hong Kong tycoon. Sick. Listed on a translated wiki data page as a human. Oh. Um, Hold on. You can, I can just check any country. Quick check. Oh, yep. Donghai. Oh, God, it's a very weird, it is a weird, the website's not great. Yeah, it's mad. I'm actually, I can't believe I'm on Joan from TripAdvisor's side. Here we are. Oh, yeah, you're on Joan's side already. Bill Wong. He's uh, starting another airline and calling it Greater Bay Airlines, just like changing your name on the internet, thereby erasing the past. Clean slate, because Donghai, not going that well. Um, I read the first paragraph of a bunch of paywall news articles. Got to be quick when you're doing that. (laughs) And I thought, oh, nothing too bad. Bill Wong, maybe the first good bloke billionaire property tycoon I've ever come across. But no. Oh, Uh, come on. Turned out. He was in bed with the dodgy politician, Donald Sang, who went down in 2017 for being a greedy little fucking bastard. Uh, strangely, Donald developed breathing, breathing difficulties and chest pains on the eve of his trial. So what are the odds of that? <laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? Courageously, though, he still managed to pitch up to court in a bow tie. So that'd be the first thing I'd lose if I had breathing difficulties, <laughs> not Donald. Um, Very positive outlook. Yeah. Nobody that's pleading guilty is wearing a bow tie. Oh, yeah. Got himself 20 months in gen pop. They don't give special consideration to old white-collar crims there like we do. Your top bunk cellmate is a murderer sucked in. Don't get to play nine rounds before the buffet dinner in prison there like non-violent rich criminals can in Australia. Um, so anyway, on this flight, everything was just going, everything was going swimmingly uh, until 50 minutes before landing when the pilot... Uh, Zhang, he wanted to hit the head, so he's popped out of the, down to the first-class toilets. 
There's a bloke there waiting to use it. And he said, I'm using it next. Go back to your seat. Wait till I finish my business. Um, So he's gone in. And when he got out, the passenger was still standing there next to the toilet. The pilot didn't like that. And he said to the flight attendant in charge of first class, whose name's Yang, he said, Yang, you should have sent that bloke back to his seat. You're not doing your job properly. Maybe the maybe the passenger waiting to use the bog was deaf. We don't know. Personally, I've never met a deaf Chinese person, but there must be some. Um, this exchange is all in Chinese, so the details my end. Pretty scant, but suffice to say, the FA didn't appreciate being spoken to like that. And uh, bing, bang, boom, they had a punch-up right in front of everyone. Fuck, I did not see that coming. Yeah. I thought, who's going to kick? I thought it would be the pilot's going to kick off. Nah. I thought maybe the bloke who needs a piss as I fuck off. I'm sitting up the front. I don't care. I will bash you. Yeah. Wow. The real Scooby-Doo mystery here. Straight in. Um, in some of the literature I read, it said things like, oh, we can only imagine what it was like for the poor passengers. Well, this, is what, this is what it's come to now. People claim hardship as a choice. Well, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. The what? Fucking wait till your GP rings in and tells you to come up to the surgery. I've got to tell you something. You might want to rethink what the worst moment of your fucking life entails, <laughs> you weakling. Yeah. Um, Personally, that makes me want to book that a flight on that airline. Oh, yeah. yeah they'll, they'll punch on in front of you. Great. Great. If I saw two people fighting who are in uniforms indicating they should be above that sort of thing, and then someone said, oh, that must have been terrible for you. Yeah, what? Bullshit. <laughs> It'd be like being in school and the principal walks into your class and starts punching the teacher. You get to sit there and watch it. One of the best days of a boy's life if that happened. Must have been terrible. Grow up. Brilliant. I remember in uh, primary school, I don't know if I've mentioned it on here before, there was a kid, Nathan, loose unit, and he uh, he got in trouble, held on, Obviously. Held, on to a, held on to a table leg while the vice principal, a fucking mountain of a man, 6'3", six, 6'4", Dragged him out of the room, but he didn't let go of the table. So he pulled a massive four-person table out with him. It was fucking great. It was pretty much just the table made it made it outside. Yeah, smashing great. around, shit went everywhere. Nathan was laughing. Vice principal was not. Yeah, one of the funniest things that was before. Like now, everyone would have to see a psychologist. Oh yeah, but then it was just funny. Yeah, I think even the teacher laughed. It was just funny. That stuff used to be funny. The whole thing was funny. Yeah. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> the end result of this biff was that the pilot lost a tooth oh. and uh, the flight attendant got his arm broken, barely oh. even. What, what would you choose out of those injuries? Um, yeah, th- the tooth is easier to fix, but I hate mm. the dentist. Like I'm someone that I'll get gas for a fucking teeth clean. I'm terrified. So I'll go the broken arm. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't know. I mean, I've broken my arms before and it's something that's, that comes back to haunt you. I take it back immediately. Now with kids, got to go the tooth. Who cares? Yeah. Still get shit done. Your arm hurts. My elbow already clicks every time I punch someone. So, <laughs> Just a reminder. Kids and, it fucking hurts, yeah. <laughs> Destined to be one of those old men who claims to forecast the weather with his joints. I'll take, I'll take the missing tooth. You look like a thug for a week or two until you fork out a few grand on a dentist to sort it out. Get a gold one put in. Oh, I'd be sick. Just so people know. <laughs> Had to get some respect around the comedy traps. The exact type of human you are. Rat with a gold tooth. Oh. Um, the Shenzhen-based airline, Donghai, said it was carrying out comprehensive safety rectification to improve its service. We all know what that means. MMA training. Obviously, they both can't defend themselves too well. These guys were getting disciplined. I assume they're both being killed for bringing shame upon the People's Republic. <laughs> uh, 
chunked into a mass grave that includes the likes of that bloke in the 2008 Olympic opening ceremony who popped his head up too early. Remember him? They're all in baskets or something. <laughs> or the like during the percussion demonstration, something like that. Hundreds of them hiding yeah. in baskets. One pops his head up. I reckon oh. he's been taught the ultimate lesson. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be doing that again. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Not in this realm. No. <laughs> Actually, I did some more reading on this, and, and um, the following was revealed. The airline has been punished with a ban on new flights, so they're not allowed to take any more new routes on that. I think that's why he's starting Greater West Airlines or whatever he's calling it. The pilot lost his license. Mate, who cares? He's got places like Darwin, Beijing, Langzhou, and he's also got Chiang Rai in Thailand, Van Dong in Vietnam. He's killing it. Oh. And even Myanmar, a couple of routes in Myanmar. Good to go. Yeah. Well, he wants more, not allowed to get any. Um, the attendant's been barred from flying. Pilot lost his license. And uh, the airline can't apply for any more flight time. Both lost their jobs and careers. My recent digital travels, though, the, the Google questions pop up. You know, you start Googling shit and the questions mm. pop up. I can only imagine when you type in what. Anything. Then <laughs> what Google spits out after that. <laughs> yeah. um, well, looking into pilots, what they get up to. Right near the top is routing flight attendants. It's like, oh. do pilots you right have <laughs> have a lot of sex with flight attendants? Is the is the fill in thing? Yeah. Shut up! What? Shut up! I know it's your computer. Google writes route. Do pilots pork flight attendants? <laughs> pork, yeah. I don't say route. I say pork. Um, although, and this is interesting to me. Apparently, pilots' divorce rate much lower than the median fifty one odd percent. Down at thirty two percent for pilots. So says a bit about flight attendants yeah. keeping their mouths shut. Oh, yeah. I assume cheating's, cheating's – you're less likely to get caught seven time zones away. Yeah. If you're <laughs> fucking rooting the neighbour. <laughs> um, the next sort of incident I had a look at was a, a jet blue pilot, so pretty much a council bus driver with wings on his epaulets. <laughs> he got out of a skill tester machine down at time zone. Um, I saw this one. Real good. If you could cast your mind back to March 27, 2012. uh, On a JetBlue flight 191 from NYC to Las Vegas, just another regular day like any other. One of these great ones, though, where where it does end up in the news. On a JetBlue flight headed from New York to Las Vegas, the pilot started screaming about bombs, Al-Qaeda, and telling passengers to say their prayers. And what happened next was an all-American story of courage and quick thinking. Now, <laughs> so good. obviously, the first half of that sentence, there's some pretty grim stuff in there, but I just love this. And what happened next was an all-American story of courage and quick thinking. Mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. To a permanent end, Osama Bin xenophobe but the truth is i'm not honestly just feel that america's the best country and all the other countries aren't as good that used to be called patriotism anyway (laughs) (laughs) there was a few in there um every word of that correct (laughs) just trying to spin it into this great american story of what happened next oh yeah just so you know some of those clips the first one was a football game where a guy just tried to start his own usa chant only a few jumped on the second one the one about the president has informed us that bin laden's been killed who do you think said that oh what famous person or just a some guy with a bear hat yeah famous um kid rock fuck worse WWE wrestler John Cena. He's just shirtless holding a belt on the ropes, giving a post-fight interview. President has just announced <laughs> at a wrestling match. That we have caught and compromised to a permanent end. Osama bin What? Does the president, does he just call up the dressing rooms of the WWE first, does he? Hey, John, get John on the line. All right, maybe Vince McMahon was in that room. Where it all happened. <laughs> yeah. He's there with Hillary Clinton and Obama. In the bunker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Brilliant. And then it was, uh, of course, Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas absolutely mincing the end of the national anthem to the oh, point where, goodness. well, she fucked the whole yeah. thing, but so badly that the basketball players were laughing. Great. Did you hear banners? Hear banner. Hear this. Sounds like you on Conan. (laughs) (laughs) A dribble of it. So this um (laughs) this pilot, another American uh American love story. Uh his name's Clayton, actually. Another one. He said to his (laughs) co-pilot. We need to take a leap of faith. We're not going to make it to Vegas, but I don't want to be responsible for this plane crashing. Um, Gone out to the cabin area and said, say your prayers, everyone. We're all going down. There was nothing wrong with the plane. No, not at all. He just assumed it was going down. He 
Um, not long after that, the co-pilot lured him from the cockpit and locked him out. And that's when he started running up and down the aisles yelling about stuff that was concerning him. Filmed ranting in the aisle on a flight from New York to Las Vegas. The co-pilot got an off-duty pilot to replace him in the cockpit, while a passenger, who happened to be a former corrections officer, restrained the ranting pilot. You never want the pilot yelling that in the main cabin. I think that's why their their sort of default demeanor is fairly comatose and calm. You don't want to see a pilot yelling or running. Never. I've said it on here before. There was a air crash investigations episode. A small flight in Buffalo had ice on the wings, and it stalled and was crashing. And at the very end, the uh, one pilot, the male pilot, was saying, "Well, we're trying to correct the stall." Blah blah blah. And the female pilot was screaming. And my girlfriend at the time said, "That's sexist." And I said, it's not. It's the black box recording. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Could have been a bloke with a high-pitched voice. Who knows? That's not to say that I haven't seen episodes where blokes are fucking crying on there. I'm just saying that one (laughs) was that. You just don't – it's not very relaxing to hear. (laughs) How's the poor poor pilot called off the bench, though? Again, not a – it's not footy. You know, there's rarely an injury timeout. And you've got to call someone up. That guy might have had, he, you know, he could be four or five beers in. They're like, hey, you're up. Old mate's fucking snapped. Is that, isn't that that not their job, though, just to be sober, have a sleep on a plane in case exactly this happens? You're deadheads. They're not like air marshals. They're just relocating. They're just flying somewhere, yeah. Could be at the end of a day. Yeah, right. You'd still rather you'd still rather have him in there, though. Oh, yeah. Even what, just relaxed and a bit maggot over, oh, my God. I'd rather have you in there with a few hours up on your fucking flight simulator. Flight simulator, yeah. Um, the deadhead pilot, yeah, he stepped in and helped divert the plane and land at Rick Husband Amarillo Airport in Texas. Rick Husband, of course, the uh, oh, American astronaut and fighter pilot who died doing what he loved, disintegrating upon re-entry into Earth's atmosphere inside a space shuttle in 2003. Can't have an airport named after you. If that's how you go. <laughs> it's too grim. <laughs> so later on, at Rick Husband, um, rip, 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 Rick Husband, the, the news crews on their police scanners are already at the gates. There, there must be journalists just hanging around airports these days. It's a fair bit going on there. 2,000 odd incidents this year, that sort of thing. They fucking love it. You'd have a novice just at the gates, I reckon, with a camera. Um, when you're a journalist, though, pitching up at the gates of a diverted flight, you've got access to the cream of the crop as the passengers get off. You can take your pick. There's hundreds of them, and you end up with these fucking bozos. Started banging on the door, kicking on the door, trying to get inside the cockpit. Before that, he actually started yelling, um, it's going to blow up. <laughs> There's a bloke named Serge. Oh, Serge. I looked into Serge. That's not a flight you should kick off on as a pilot. Like, clearly, it's not your choice. Well, I assume he's going to claim something here, but a flight to Vegas, you've got people amped for Vegas yep. and maggot. Yeah. So they're the two pe- the two types of people or, you know, the two types of thing in a person you don't want to get violent around because they're ready for it. Oh, yeah. They're going to watch the fights. You want to kick off on the flight that's left Vegas 
where people are fucked and broke. Yeah. Um, I'm obsessed with witnesses. Anyone with witness under their name, especially if they've got a weird name, you can find them. I looked into Serge to find out what he's up to these days. And uh, according to LinkedIn, <laughs> Serge is now, he's gone from backwards hats wearing fucking witness uh, to analytical manager with demonstrated success in overseeing daily operations in fast-paced environments. And I'll, I'll translate that in a minute. Um, from the humble beginnings of JetBlue Passenger. He's uh, got himself a new haircut and uh, made a short detour into owning a vape shop. And now he's a fucking bottom feeder in the Brooklyn real estate game. What a pivot. Witness, oh, yeah. vape, real estate. Yeah. Bang. He doesn't mind a bit of Stars and Stripes Never Forget while, while we're at it here. and um, Of course not. Of he, course. Was a, he was a witness slash hero. Yeah. Of that great American story, no less. Wouldn't be the only one in his <laughs> life. And uh, I, I checked out his Facebook. He's, he likes posing with photos of the beasts he's slain with his bare hands. And by that, I mean big houses that he's swiped a commission off the top of that he's fucking selling. <laughs> What's happened there? Rockstar real estate agents. Yuck. Middlemen. Celebrating middlemen. There's t- there's TV show. I believe there's one getting made like a real estate agents of Sydney now. Jesus Christ. You're where you live. That's what you're known for. Oh yeah. Give me COVID any day. Give me COVID lockdown after COVID lockdown versus my city <laughs> is the place for a fucking real estate agent reality show. Like to celebrate these people. The fact that they exist, we're tolerating that. And now we've got to celebrate them. Mm. I'm, I'm appalled. I would like to punch. When we've been looking at places, my wife is disgusted how I will turn up to a house inspection. Oh, yeah? Just in a rotten gym T-shirt and shorts. And as soon as they're like, hey, well, I'm like, don't fucking look at me. Yep. I'm, I don't want to talk to you. I'm here to look turn at Turn around, this. haircut, tarot not- cash. I'll look through by myself. <laughs> I'll find the fucking bathroom. You don't have to point shit out to me. Which is all I'm looking for, by the way, when I'm looking at a house is water pressure because I don't know how actual buildings work. So I've got no idea if the walls are good. You go and turn on the shower. No, I just want to see if it's strong. Yeah. If it's weak water pressure, if it's dribbling, yeah. I, uh, I won't have it. <laughs> um, the, other, the other star witness on the ground was, uh, did you see this bloke, David Gonzalez. Thank God he was there, like oh, actual yeah. God, the American one. He started to curse at me and, you know, try to tell me, hey, you better pray, uh, Iraq and Iran. And so I say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to show you what Iraq and Iran is. And I took him on a chokehold. Dave Gonzalez, a former corrections officer from New York, brought him down with a chokehold. I, w- I wasn't letting go uh, of this guy until we landed the plane. I was still on top of this guy until we landed the plane. That was actually best case scenario there because when I heard, you know what, I'm, I'm going to show you what Iraq and Iran is. I thought, fuck, I've seen some of those videos. This pilot's in for a fucking bad time. He's, <laughs> he's lost his head emotionally. Yeah. And he's about to actually lose it. But, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, it turns out Iraq and Iran, just chokeholds. Yeah. Just, just an overweight former screw getting you in a headlock. More Iron Sheik than ISIS, yeah. thankfully, for that pilot. <laughs> what, what luck, though, to have a former screw on the plane. The authority industry's got its tentacles everywhere, doesn't it? So many Americans are just. Wandering through life, waiting to get deputised so they can put a mental in a chokehold. <laughs> Muscle in on the Never Forget Patriot Act. 
hopefully one day get wrapped up in a flag and chunked in the clay to symbolize your contribution to the land of the free, your personal dream. <laughs> I um I do want an American cop funeral. What, shooting guns? No, not shooting guns, just a wake at a pub just on the table because that's probably where I'll die anyway, let's be honest. <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> just pick No, just pick me up at my local pub, put us on the table. What is that what cops do? I've always seen like the wire and you know, a cop dies and they always have the wake, they have the body out on the bar. All oh, right. Or on the pool table or something. That's disgusting. Get around him. Yeah, right. For a viewing. <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, for, the plane landed safely right after this and, and the pilot was taken into custody, arrested and charged with interfering with the flight crew, sacked, found not guilty, insane. Oh. Low-level security prison until he got the treatment he needed and became... The, ch- the charge of a probation officer. Hopefully he's all right. We all have bad days. The uh, outcome wasn't too bad, thankfully. Um, God, it is. So hold on. What did he get? Nothing. Huh. He got arrested, but then he didn't have to do a oh, low-level security prison for a few weeks till he got treatment. Huh. Now he's some a probation officer's in charge of him, probably fleecing his family fund. It really does come down to the judge, doesn't it? Because on this show we've discussed, you know, Give a flight attendant the side eye, yeah. and he's in the cling for nine years or whatever. Yeah, this bloke <laughs> yelling about <laughs> fucking Al Qaeda and shit running up and down a plane. No, you're all right, mate. Oh, yeah. You just need a timeout. <laughs> yeah, little mental timeout. I think if you're a patriot, you've already served the country. By that I mean you put a uniform on and done something in some sort of uniform. You get off a little lighter. Um, not so happy an outcome for Aeroflot Flight Six Five O Two. From Yekaterinburg to Grozny, October 20, 1986. And uh, at the time, the Comitet KGB didn't make a big deal of this because it looks bad, <laughs> but it did leak just a couple of years ago what happened here. And um, this is an absolute beauty. They're, they're coming into land, right? And Larrikin Pilot. <laughs> oh, no. Um, you never want to hear Larrikin Pilot. <laughs> Unless you're in a Red Bull plane by yourself over the ocean. I don't want to hear Larrikin <laughs> pilot. <laughs> Alexander Kliyev, he bet the first officer he could land the plane with no visual contact. That's how good a pilot he was. Just using instruments. Yeah. Yeah, wow. He's at 1,300 feet, about 400 metres, and he ordered the flight engineer to draw the curtains over the windscreen. Which almost shouldn't be there. And I do, yeah, I don't know why they've got <laughs> curtains on the front. I assume it's when you're parked, it's to protect the instruments, like those silver things we put over the the uh, steering wheel oh, yeah. in, a, in a car. Maybe it's so when the, you know, the fucking pilots are up in cans and they're waiting for people to hop on the Jetstar flight and they can have their super duper without it melting. Oh, yeah, they don't have to have the filth <laughs> looking at them. You can close the curtains because when I'm getting on like a tarmac boarding, that's where you see pilots with their stupid haircuts. I always get worried when the pilot's got the – you occasionally see an arm out the side window, got the window cracked. Oh, yeah. Bit of fresh air. Someone's dropped their guts or whatever. And I always say, fuck, please remember. I'm I'm sure you will put it up, but I just don't like seeing it open. <laughs> yeah. Shark is out the side. <laughs> um, either way, though, two minutes out, curtains drawn. Alarms are going off. But he's saying, no, I've got this covered. So a proximity warning went off at 200 feet. And ATC said, Go around again. You're coming in a bit hot, mate. He said, nah, fuck off. I got it covered. A bet is a bet. 
by alarms was it this? He just said, you know, I'm on a winner. Even the computer's clapping my efforts. He did touch down. The plane touched down so fucking hard that it flipped over <laughs> and burst into flames. Oh. And uh, 63 sets of angels' wings were required express post from heaven that day. Wow. <laughs> you play that 63 times? <laughs> Last thing on the black box is the bloke in the tower just saying, told you, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the way to the hospital, another another seven pairs of wings were required, including co-pilot Granati Zirov, who who tried to save a lot of the people in the aftermath but had a heart attack on the way to the infirmary. Oh. The pilot survived, walked away unscathed, <laughs> probably saying, see, told you I could do it. <laughs> I'm fine. Where's my money? Yeah. I'll be taking that out of your <laughs> So uh, not so lenient, the judge in this case. 15 oh. years in the clink. Only 15? Yeah. <laughs> Only 15? For flipping a plane with the curtains closed and killing everyone. <laughs> yeah. 15. Out after six. Oh, Jesus. Pretty good. They must be short at that old aeroflot. Mate, this chain of command shit, simply not to be trusted. It's military think. A lot of lives lost if you ever question your superior, that sort of thing. I think not. No. That's why I could never be a soldier. Yeah, again, they had to, I told you, with the seeing every episode of Air Crash Investigation, certain parts of the world, to it's like saving face, that, that sort of chat. They won't question the captain. Yeah. And there was a famous flight where the co-pilot knew the captain was wrong but thought, don't want to be rude. Nah, be fucking rude. Oh, yeah. Save everyone. Yeah, well. I don't know. I think it's this chain of command shit, not for me. Always question your superiors <laughs> to a point where you shouldn't have any fucking superiors. <laughs> I question them so much, I'm unemployed. Anyway, six years in the clink just to oh. sit around and tell the story. Pretty good. Larrikin pilot. Our, uh, oh, our last, last one here. For today, I can't is, um, believe it's only six years. It's amazing, isn't it? You get more than that for a lot less. Like that is good value. <laughs> oh, there's probably people in Russian prisons in there for longer just because they backed Rocky yeah. over Ivan Drago. <laughs> they got caught watching Rocky <laughs> on a bus involuntarily. It was just on the screen. <laughs> They're in Siberia right now. Been there since the eighties. <laughs> Um, yeah, our last one for today. Good old Charlotte, absolute hotbed mm. of grub activity, North Carolina, Charlotte. We never predicted this. When this show started, we thought Bali, Thailand, Gold Coast, you know, oh. maybe a, a Vegas, Miami, and then your Europe, you've got your Manchester. Shannon. Well, we didn't even know much about Shannon. No. but We didn't know Shannon would be so big. We're going to have to go there. Like one day we've got to go there and just do a live show. The absolute stalwart lunatic <laughs> patrons can come with us, start a fight on the plane, and then do a show in North Carolina. Sick. To six people. Um, yeah, Charlotte, though, plane has landed, right, and a passenger has allegedly consumed three Jack Daniels in an hour. Doesn't seem like that much to me. Hold on. But, uh, You're forgetting free pour. Oh, okay. Is that where we're at? That could be a bottle and a half. 
You just don't know. You just don't know. Well, it was on the plane. He drank them. Yeah, but it depends. some planes have the little plane bottles and other ones they're just pouring spirits and, you know, you're hoping. Oh, it's not a charter college flight. Surely flight <laughs> attendants aren't doing massive free pours, like hold it up real high. It's America. Like Moroccans pouring tea, just Jack Daniels three-foot pour. Even three full glasses of Jack Daniels. So, like, I don't know much about the delicate American physiology when it comes to the booze. Jack Daniels, I wouldn't touch the stuff. Revolting. But I, I reckon I could probably drink three Jack Daniels in quick succession and not start pushing people out of my way to get to the door first, like this guy did. Move. Take a seat. Move. Take a seat. Kerr is then seen here telling the pilot to move. Moments later, he tries to run through the flight attendant, pushing her down before the pilot takes Kerr to the ground. Sit down. Sit down. No, you don't put your hands on my flight attendant. Great. Don't put your hands on my flight attendant. <laughs> Love that. That's sort of sir, yes, sir tone that denotes American respect for military authority. Your favourite. I also believe it was baseball hat backwards again on the on yeah. the drunk bloke move. Did you? Yeah, you heard move. Him say move. <laughs> Blind move. I don't think they were his first three drinks of the day. No move. There was a great little bit in that news story though, because it is grim, but fucking great news for us. The Association of Flight Attendants issuing this statement saying we have seen an increase in these incidents throughout the industry. Alcohol is a leading cause of air rage incidents, as it seems to be in this case. We'll be busy for a long time. What a great job to have as well. Oh, Just be on one of those boards that once a year has to release a statement saying we think it's alcohol related again. Oh, yeah. Of course it fucking is. Experts say. The comments on that YouTube video, somebody wrote, hey, if, uh, if that's the leading cause, don't serve booze on planes. Yeah. Fuck off. How about control yourself? Well, yeah, there is that. The nanny state wants to take care of it, do they? Why don't you just get yourself a cheeky Heaps Normal, heapsnormal.com, independent, non-alcoholic beer, delicious. Use duty-free at checkout for free shipping all around Australia. Sorry, we'll do that, of course, <laughs> unless... <laughs> Unless you are a grub who's going to give us a good story, then stay the fuck off the heaps normal and get yourself three Jack Daniels in plastic cups. Yeah. As well as maybe chase it. Yeah, it's the old uh, lady in the streets and a freak in the bed. I need heaps normal at ground level and fucking spirits in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, this pilot though, I loved it. I watched that heaps, that authoritative tone. It, it does enough here for anyone, I would think, to just forgive him for claiming ownership of the flight attendants. Oh, yeah. Don't get your hands off my flight attendants. It's a bit colonial for me. That's my house, boy. Get your mitts off him. I'm the only one who can flog him. He's mine. Everyone thinks, no, he's, he's a hero. It's saving his flight attendants that he owns. Um, anyway, got to go soon. I just wanted to end, of course, saluting the brave heroes who fly planes like this guy. And I wonder if any of them, when they're completing their long training, reckon they'll one day feel jaded at the prospect of spending their working lives just transporting a tube full of budget fuckheads from one place to another. It's not the American dream, is it? Just, just to continue to convert oxygen to carbon dioxide in a different location. Yeah, we'll get you there. That's my life now. <laughs> that pilot that snapped on the way to Vegas, just he's looked out there and he's seen too many tap-out shirts and he thinks, fuck, I've had enough. I have had enough. Yeah. 
I mean, there's enough here for three or four episodes of pilots, and I'll do another one next week. But uh, might space it out. I don't know. Don't care. But there's so there's enough. But I'm surprised there's not more. Really. But just, just remember, their minds. if a pilot kicks off on your plane, it's your job to step up and fucking sort it out because. You know, chuck in your bucko five. Who will fucking punch that pilot? Oh, uh, yeah. Do your punch bit. Him. Get someone to film it. <laughs> Second priority. Young child. Oh, Charlie, hold the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the few times I'll let my son use technology. This is it. Turn the camera on. Dad's got to sort someone out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good shit. <laughs> that brings us to the end of another episode of Midflight Brawl. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling your mates. Again, Thanks to the legends at Heaps Normal for getting around the show and for everybody that supports us on Patreon, patreon.com slash midflybrawl for extra episodes and whatnot. Uh, Heggy, gigs coming up? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm doing a fair bit of touring at the moment, picking up gigs that you bozos can't do because you can't leave your state sucked in. I'm getting some more work than I would usually get throughout the winter. But my um, I've actually changed the date of the filming of my show to August 18. Metro Theatre could use a few bums on seats in Sydney there. If anyone's in town, get Fuck around. Yeah. You? What are you doing? You're going to build the set as well because you're just one of those blokes. Yeah, I'm in the middle of doing that now. Awesome. LukeHeggy.com. Uh, tickets for his shows, LukeHeggy.com. What am I doing? Uh, I'm using the lockdown as an, as an excuse not to do gigs and therefore seem like a better husband slash father. Oh, good for you. Um, you just get credit. It's not even up to me. You like those exact COVID opportunists <laughs> I've been whinging about. So what, thick shake? No, we can't do thick shakes, only milkshakes. COVID. COVID. At a cafe. You're like no, no, no. I'm, I'm so, you know, people offer me gigs. Ah, I can't. And it just makes me look like a better dad slash father. So much so, uh, sorry, dad slash husband, that I might have to update the Instagram bio, father, husband, comedian. Oh, have you got husband first? <laughs> No, you've got to put father first, I think. Oh, do you? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the protocol. Wouldn't think to have a list like I'm not that. A, yeah, I'm not a fucking loser. <laughs> Down at nickcodyeverythingmustgo.com. <laughs> Give tips on what goes first on the list. <laughs> Speaking of which, at the Nick Cody on Instagram, at Heggy Luke, at Midflight Brawl. Thanks for all the messages. We'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.